0: Hi there, my name is Vinny, I am a materials engineer and in this episode we will take a look at why metals break after the fatigue process. Ah uh, yeah, I'm fatigued. are you? This last few months has been hard and now, at the end of the semester, I guess my mind will explode. The problem isn't the big things, but the small ones, you know, Ok, let's begin the episode, right? Fatigue, it is not just for humans, but it also happens in materials, and in metals, for example, it is very common, which sometimes can cause big problems. The definition of the fatigue in the book, Material Science and Engineering and Introduction, 8th edition, is, fatigue is a kind of failure that occurs in structures subjected to dynamic and fluctuation stresses. To better understand this, let's consider a hypothetical metal, which undergoes a tensile test and achieves a yield strength of about 300 MPa. We already know that under tensions lower than this one, the material doesn't experience the plastic deformation, as we have discussed in the last two episodes. In this test, The deformation rate is constantly applied on the material which makes it achieve the yield strength and fracture after huge amounts of deformation as a consequence. But what if we could tension the material and discharge it quickly under a load lower than 300 MPa? What would happen to it? Obviously the material behavior is completely different from the one that undergoes a constant deformation rate a regular tension test lasts about minutes, while a fatigue test can be performed for days, months, or even years, depending on the tension magnitude and the temperature. There are three fluctuating stress time modes, which one can be described as a regular and sinusoidal time dependence, wherein it alternates from the maximum tensile stress to a minimum compressive level of equal magnitude name it as Reversed Stress Cycle. The second is the Repeated Stress Cycle, wherein the maximum and minimum tensions are asymmetrical from the zero stress. Then, the third one is the Random one, wherein the applied stress varies randomly in amplitude and frequency. With this, it's possible to construct the S-N curve so that we can determine at what tension level the material will fracture and after how many cycles, considering the tension magnitude. Basically, the S-N curve is a plot of stress level S versus the logarithm of the number N of cycles. I want to explain the S-N curve now, but I'm planning to do it soon, so don't forget about it. Some materials have fatigue limit while others don't and this limit represents that at stresses lower than a particular stress level, the fatigue failure won't happen. Otherwise the materials that don't exceed this limit will fail. But now the number of cycles increases as the stress magnitude decreases. Hey, sorry for interrupting. But don't forget to like this episode, the podcast on your favorite platform, and follow us on Instagram and Twitter. I'd love if you could share it with your friends and family. Besides, if you have any question or are wondering about a subject, send me an email that is the description of the podcast. Now you might be wondering, why does the material fracture even under stresses lower than their strength? Fatigue then causes the formation and propagation of cracks into the material, which usually are initiated like on surface scratches, threads, dents, or any imperfection that can be a point of high stress concentration. Basically, there are three steps for the occurrence of the fatigue. One, crack initiation. Two, crack propagation. And three, final failure. In the first step, a crack is created in a point wearing a high stress concentration, and after being nucleated, the second step comes up, wherein the crack propagates as the stress cycles happen, which take the major time of the process. Then the third step is achieved, the final failure, wherein the material collapses rapidly. On the fractured surface, It is possible to see two types of marking that indicates the position of the crack in each crack propagation cycle. The beach marks, that are microscopic or can be seen with an aided eye and represents the period of time that the crack growing happened. They are often found in components that are constantly turned on and off. The other is striations, which microscopic and can be seen in 10 or SEM techniques, and each striation mark represents the advanced distance of a crack during one stress cycle. In the region where the fracture occurs rapidly, both marks don't appear once this fracture may be either ductile, with the presence of plastic deformation, or brittle, without the presence of plastic deformation. I hope you have enjoyed. Thanks for listening. See you in the next episode.